Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Brian uh, Post um, devotional podcast. And uh, for those of you that have been following along, you know that we have been going through the book of First Corinthians, and we are now in chapter uh, chapter three, and we'll be looking at verses nine to twenty-seven. I'm just going to go head head and jump right in, as is my custom. Paul starts by saying, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed on how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone anyone lay than that which is laid, which which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which is which is built upon it endures, he will receive a reward, and if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as by fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. You are God's field. Paul uses the metaphor of a field to describe, for lack of better terms, the kingdom. The phrase, you are God's field, suggests that the Corinthian believers um, are like a cultivated field or a piece of land that belongs to God. And just as a field requires cultivation and care uh, to yield fruit, um, a fruitful harvest, so does so does the kingdom of God. Well, the reference to agriculture should not come as a surprise, for Jesus often used farming terms to describe the kingdom. For example, you'll recall the parable of the farmer who sowed seed. That's found in Matthew 13, verses 9. Jesus uh, tells the parable of the sower, which revolves around the farmer sowing seed in different types of soil. But the point here is that the parable, the parables that Jesus used to describe the kingdom were often in ways that farmers of his day could, could understand. In this parable of the farmer sowing seed, the seed represents the message of the kingdom of God. And at the same time, the different types of soil 
symbolize the different conditions of the human heart or the receptiveness, the receptiveness rather of individuals to receive and respond to that message. Jesus uses the metaphor of a field to illustrate how the Word of God can take root in people's lives and produce a fruitful outcome. And here, in this text, Paul is reminding the Corinthians that they are under God's ownership and should live their lives in a manner that's pleasing to him. But he goes on to say you are God's building, and again the apostle uses another metaphor, that of a building, and it's reasonable to assume that Paul has in his mind the type of building that he's thinking about, namely the, the temple. Certainly this is confirmed in the verses that follow, and once again we should not be surprised. Jesus and other disciples, uh, other apostles rather, referred to the people of God as being God's temple as well. There's so much to be said here, but we'll take, and we're only going to take a few small bites um, today of this wonderful text. But as I say, Jesus is the first to proclaim that his temple was a body. We call the following passage. Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. And the Jews said, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you will rise, you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered what he had said to them and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus said. That's found in John chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. Well, when we ask the basic question, what is a temple? The concise answer would be it's where God dwells or it's a place where God meets with man. So in that sense, we understand that Jesus was in fact a, a temple in that it was God in Christ reconciling the world to himself. However, one of Jesus' last prayers included the notion that we uh, would be one with himself and with the Father, even as they were one. The prayer follows along these lines found in John uh, 17 uh, verses 20 to 23. He says, "Do not I do not ask for these only, but I also ask, this is Jesus' prayer, I also ask for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The, the, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them even as you love me now while this is certainly while there's certainly a temptation to kind of rabbit trail off this verse the simple point here is if believers accept the invitation into the fellowship with the father and with the son jesus then those same believers become by extension part of uh that building or that temple why well, because God is now in them, and as we stated before, a temple is where God dwells or meets with people. In First Peter um, chapter two, the apostle Paul, uh, the apostle Peter rather, also refers to the fact that believers are parts of God's temple. He says this, coming to Him as living stones, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable uh, through Jesus Christ. So he says that we are living stones being built up into a quote-unquote spiritual house. Well, we would argue that that spiritual house is in fact a temple. If we agree that the temple is where God dwells, then consider the words of the Apostle John, because the Apostle John touches on the concepts of believers as temples as well. In 1 John 4, 12, 
he says this, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God, listen, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Now, while John does not specifically use the term temple, he emphasizes the indwelling of God through um, through his love within believers, implying that there's implying their status of vessels of his presence. So here's some questions. How does, a metaf- how does the metaphor of believers being God's field or God's building impact your understanding of your identity and purpose as a follower of Christ? When people meet us, are they in a sense meeting with God? Or perhaps a better way to express this thought would be to say, do we allow people to see God in the flesh? Now, we, don't, we do not mean in a new age kind of way, in the sense that you, you are a God, but in the sense that we are letters or epistles from God read by all men. Perhaps adding new metaphors is not helpful at this point, but here let us, take, here let us state this, this point, this question clearly. Can those around us see the character of God in us? Do we reflect his love, patience? Do we reflect the justice of God? Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home. Thank you.